and what's going on everybody welcome back this is the hat trick edition episode number three of hat trick hockey as always ant here with my good buddy Gibby, mr rob sawyer what's going on you know living the dream living the dream how was your weekend it was pretty eventful shall i say and let me funny story funny that you asked that so let me uh so this little like this little like freezer that we have downstairs and so we were saying what should we do for dinner the one night so steph says why don't you go downstairs and grab something out of the freezer and we'll throw something on barbecue so i'm like all right cool so i go come downstairs and everything i open up this freezer okay well the freezer quit so the freezer died and i hadn't pulled anything out of it in like a day or so right so it was all just sitting there all this meat everything i opened it up and i got hit with a stench i'm telling you right now it nearly put me on my knees it was it was that i was gagging I was literally almost laying on the floor trying not to throw up. Like so, body. oh, it was it was horrendous smell, horrendous smell. So I say to Steph, I'm like, hey, like our freezer died downstairs. We had just got a huge package from Cotton Cold Storage, quick plug for them. But so no free ads. Yeah, no no free ads. But anyway, so we had just got a bunch of meat from there and everything. So it's done, coast all of it, all of it, comes back. all of it. We had hot dogs, hamburgers, ribs like pork chops like okay yeah everything we had <laughs> everything so anyways i'm like we got to get this meat out of it. my whole basement stinks i'm opening up the windows i'm still gagging okay like i come down here now mind you everybody my wife is like six and a half months pregnant i open up the freezer i'm wearing a mask i sprayed stuff inside of my mask <laughs> okay <laughs> to try to like tame the smell a little yeah. bit it didn't even it was like i never even did anything i might as well have not even wore the mask to try to do this That's so gross. So anyways i open up i'm reaching in and the further i'm getting in i'm like gagging harder <laughs> and harder every time so what do i do i'm like screw this da, 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 gagging and everything i go upstairs i come back down or whatever steph's already got it like <laughs> out of the freezer everything in bags put outside like put it right out the window here right outside just like go and pretty much just says like hey you wuss like go out there and grab the bag she stays down here cleans out the freezer and everything i was seriously trying not to puke the entire time i don't know how she did it it's i don't sick, know babe. you're the man oh she <laughs> i'm telling you right now she was like a absolute trooper on that but yeah that's ugh. i can't even well bad meat it's oh. so disgusting i had a package of baloney fall out of my bag my grocery bag in my trunk of my car oh. and it fell into the wheel well oh, so i couldn't find shit. it i couldn't find it anywhere and i'm rooting around in my car because i'm just driving around and it's like dead fish in there like it was so fucking bad oh my and god finally i jammed my hand down there and i feel this like squishy slimy oh my god oh. it was a ball of green it was green just green so how long was it there I, a month oh. before i could actually summertime find it. and you know like of course like say like a, a rivet or whatever i yeah. split the bag open so it's just oh. just oh, okay. it was the most disgusting smell so i know exactly what you're saying yeah. when you're talking about rotten, rotten meats. It, honestly man it was the worst oh. smell <laughs> I've I've ever like it's making my eyes water just thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> just thinking about it. So anyways, let's get off of that topic. So what did you do? What did we get up to? Oh, we uh cooked some steaks for Jack on his birthday. Nice. Yep. Um what else did we do? Oh, we went over to Mike's and had some drinks for cause all the paleys seem to have 
birthday's in July. Yeah. Like Jack Jackson's in July, McKenna A. Oh wow. Eh? So, so everybody's in July yeah. over there, right? Yeah. Wow. So we got over there and had a few drinks and uh, you know, some cake, ice cream. It was a good good weekend. Good, good, good. Shall we get into the hockey? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. So first thing. Boston Bruins. Apparently, right now, there's nine guys that are unfit for play. Right you know now. how much I like this in Toronto place now? <laughs> That's what I mean. This is, I'm loving this. This is a sign from the hockey gods for every single Leafs fan Did out I there. have to play Boston? Yeah, to Ooh. tell you right now. So, here's the guys that are out. We have, well, the ones that are, there was, originally there was already a few out, which was Pasternak and Case, I think that's how you say it. If not, whatever. Torch me. It's all good. Now who's out? Butcher names. Yeah, whatever. I butcher names. So anyways, now look who's out. Now they got Krejci, Richie, Coyle, Corrali, Wagner, and Rask. And, and Rask. You so, know, you know their, their fans can't bitch if they end up winning a cup if Rask is out. Oh, yeah. That's actually correct, right? That's all they do. They yeah. say it's all his fault. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. By the way it sounds, they're not really giving out a whole lot on the story, obviously, right? So Yeah, they don't have to, right? Exactly. So I think it's just maybe they're waiting for results back on tests or well, what something. What would you call that? Would you call it an upper body injury? I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, you can't really say illness or anything, right? Because right? if they're sick, because then now if they do, now it's it, now it's a oh, it's a big right. COVID thing. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it just said that that's literally all it said, that there was nine Boston Bruins now that were unfit for play. Think about it. We start in like, what, a week and a half-ish? Yeah. And we're like, we're playing hockey. Now, the the, the extra teams, are they going to be playing uh, exhibition games as well? Uh, I believe. Like the, the ones that aren't playing in that first Oh, yes, I, th I think they are. Yes, yeah. yeah, but they have to do a round robin, eh, to see how they seed. We'll be getting into that later on okay. once we get through these rounds. Well, right? I don't, I don't like the way you know, like when Toronto and Boston have to play each other. They're usually sitting second and third in their in their division or in the conference, mm -hmm. and you end up losing one of those two teams that are awesome. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I, why? Why doesn't one play a? a you know, two place how, how they used to do it, right? Yeah. Or take them all and jam them all together and run them yeah. that way. I'm a big fan of just the east and west top eight from each make it like how they used to do it. To me, what they're doing right now, it's too difficult. It would be all these wild card teams. I don't like the wild card stuff, right? I'd rather just you know, top eight go on one plays eight, just like you were literally just saying, but one plays eight, two plays seven, like right. that type deal. I don't know who knows. It's Gary Bat. Don't get me started. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, moving on. Leafs fans, you can breathe now. Austin is back skating with the team. He's back. He's 100% normal. Everything is all good. So, Leafs fans, you can breathe. Some weight lifted off the shoulder. Yes. So, he is back. He is ready to go. He is 100 ready to go. Did you hear that he's excited that they don't have to dress up for the game? To go to the game? Yeah. In their suits. And he's one of the best dressed guys. Best dressed. He was on the cover of GQ. You're not going to get on the cover of GQ with a freaking jogging pants and a freaking t-shirt. <laughs> that is true. Like, yeah, because he, I always said that he always wears some nice suits. Well, he's a handsome dude. Especially with that stash there, Pablo. Yeah, man, Rocket. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'll give him that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, they should have to wear suits. I They've been so doing too. it forever. It's, it's, Why it's the most it traditional now? thing in the NHL that they haven't changed. And it's not the NBA. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Where they walk in street clothes, sweatpants and stuff. Right. I hate seeing that. In your big boss headphones. Yeah, the boss. There. 
those would be probably beats. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Leafs fans, he's back. So you're good to go. Now, once everybody gets going here and they start playing games, Rob, hockey all day long. Every day. All day, every day. Except, I forget how it worked out. There was one thing, but it's like so rare to happen. But if it works out a certain way, I forget what it is, and it's way too difficult to explain. But there could be one day with no games. If all the series end in, I forget, a certain amount of games or whatever, it's probably not going to happen. But anyway, so the times are going to start for us. They're gonna, there's going to be a game on at noon, a game on at 3, a game on at 4, and a game on at 8. Yeah, so it's just hockey all day, hockey all day, every day when the playoffs start. What do you think of that? It's like Hockey Day in Canada. But every day. Right, every day, every day. It's like Groundhog Day. I don't know. It's just different teams. Buy your stocks in Bud Light, I'll tell you that right now. Cause, uh, <laughs> Going on vacation, boys. <laughs> yeah, this could get interesting. Next thing, did you know that there's going to be a Battle of Alberta exhibition game? Oh, I did not. That could get it. Hopefully, well, hopefully, but hopefully not <laughs> that they, that stuff gets a little crazy. Because let's face it, these teams absolutely hate each other. I would love to see these teams play. I love that it came back old school with that Kachuk. He hit Cassian though oh. on the blind side and he was lifting twice. him off his skates too. Twice. Like, twice those were that. those were two gnarly hits. Yeah. And then he, he but you know what? And, and you gotta give him respect. Oh yeah. He did answer the bell in the next game. Oh of course he did. Know, and he knew he had to do it. Well, he didn't want to look like a boss. Yeah, well, so, you, you have to, right? And his right. dad would have kicked his ass, too. Because his dad would have been like, hey, if you're going to throw hits like that, you're, you know, you got to yeah. answer the bell once in a while. And he knew it. His yeah. dad did all the time. Yeah, but so his dad is a tough son of a bitch, too, though. Yeah. Also, like, Walt, yeah, that that series is just going to be insane if, they, if those teams meet up. Anyways, I just wanted to, like, let you know that there's going to be a battle of Alberta exhibition games. So that's going to be good. That's going to be great. Shall we move down and uh, start breaking down the first couple series of the uh, Western Conference in the play-in round, shall we? Sure. So let's start off. We'll start off with the Flames and the Jets. I'm just going to say right off the hop that I see all Flames in this series for some reason. I just think that they're just going to be too much to handle. Johnny Hockey is going to be coming back nice and Nice and healthy and ready to go. Johnny Ham and Cheese. Johnny Ham and Cheese, yeah, he'll be coming back. But the Jets, too, like they got Blake Wheeler, Shifley, Line, right? Like they got they got Hellbuck, too. Like they're no joke on, on the other side there either. So, and to be honest with you, I'm going to pick the Flames on this series because I want to see a Battle of Alberta playoff series. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, I just think that the Flames are going to roll here. I think they're going to get things going. Do I think the Jets are going to be hard to beat? Yes. But I'm just going to stop, and I'm just going to say that the Flames are going to win the series 3-1. to one. What about you? I think the Jets are going to win three straight. Well, you think they're going to sweep? Yeah. I wow. don't think that they have the talent. Uh, Calgary, I don't think Calgary has the talent that the Jets have. You know, they got Calgary got Backlund, Lindholm, Lucic, Kachuk, Giordano, all with good points, you know. But then you look at the Ehlers, Shifley, Wheeler, 
you know, uh, Calgary is only scoring 2.1, uh, averaging 2.1 goals a game, and they're allowing 3.06 goals a game. So that guy, yeah, if you did my due diligence, <laughs> don't ask me how to spell that. <laughs> but the goals for uh, the Jets are 3, but they're allowing 2.8. So both categories, they're higher in goals and they're lower in goals. Good point. Uh, Hallebuck, good. 2.57 goals against average, which is actually lower than what Calgary scored. Really? So, okay, you got some good points. So you're going to sweep on a little sweep. Jets on a sweep. Yeah, I think they're bigger and stronger. For the Jets. Imagine they had big bust though. I can't wait to see that come back. I, mean, I hope he does come back. I want to see him destroy people. All right, so I got Flames in four. You got Jets in three. Here we go again. We're gonna end up betting beers on this too. Yeah. Probably gonna happen. Let's face it. Oilers and Blackhawks. Okay, yep. I think we got a few snipers in this series. So we got Captain Serious Johnny Taves. They have Kane. Uh, their D is also like unreal. Okay, Duncan Keith's been struck. I agree. I think I agree. Carlson, right? I think so. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Edmonton, McDade, Athanasie, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins. Like the Oilers are young. Neil Drysaddle. Yeah. James Neal. Yeah. Like, Smith. I I think. <laughs> You know, if they can get it together, you know, they're going to be dangerous for sure. They I want to see Cassian throwing his weight around. Did make too. it in because of the extra teams that they added, or were yeah, they in the playoff? I believe so. I think they might have even been. They don't, got the bonus. Don't quote me on it, but they might have been like the last team in in the Western Conference. They were like barely scraping in, I believe. Don't quote me on it. Like I said, I'm not too sure, but they're in the playing round, right? So, so what do you what, what do you think for this series? Uh, I I like Edmonton, you know, just me too. But 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 on paper, like look how many teams that we've seen that have gone sour. Like look at all the little Detroit teams, you know. The when guy. on paper, they should have mocked everybody. Oh, yeah. That should have been a dynasty for years. Well, one year they set a league record. For wins in a season, and they got knocked out in like the first, first round. round. Yeah, I, wasn't it San Jose? That I think it was. Out? I think it was Los Angeles. Or Los Angeles. I think they did it in they, in overtime too. They happened a couple times for that. San Jose beat them out one year in the early nineties yeah. when they were like an absolute wagon. Yeah, and then yeah, and they yeah. were just absolutely destroying teams. Yeah. And then they probably a few years after that, it it happened again. Yeah. But Los Angeles beat them out. Let's see. Here's why I like that so much too. They got some top Frank Summers. Oh yeah. You know, with Cassie the deal. Just yeah. alone. You know. Yeah. And, and it, it's playoffs, right? It's a different beast. Mm -hmm. As we heard from Dave, Cassie, yeah. you know, the whistles go away mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that they are they are gonna let them play and they're gonna let them do their thing and I I want them to do that because that makes that's what makes hockey great. You know what I mean? Like it's what makes it great. It's what makes it playoff hockey. Oh, yeah. You got to have that grit. You got to have that, you know, they're going to let them throw their bodies around. Let them hook and hold a little bit. Let them, you know, don't call everything. I so I hate when there's four million calls in, in a freaking playoff game and you, they should just let them play. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that. It's terrible. And it it's makes like it. like I turn on the hockey game and a basketball game. Like yeah, yeah. Like every little thing is a penalty. to see that. Okay. So you're going Oilers in this series too, right? I'm going Oilers through straight. Three straight again, eh? Yeah. Two sweeps? Yeah. I'm on three to one. You know, Drysaddle had, had 110 points when Hockey got shut down. McDavid had 97. Go figure, eh? Right? Yeah. right on his number? Yeah. Crazy. 
Are you looking to hire a photographer? Check out Windsor's own Melissa Faye Photography. With affordable and professional services ranging from lifestyle newborn to weddings and any of life's important events in between. Mention Hot Trick Hockey and enjoy 10% off any service. Find her on social media as Melissa Faye Photography. Um, speaking of, uh, of absolute gems and total buttes, this interview though, it'll, bro, this was so awesome. You know what? I don't even want to hold back anymore. Let's just go right into it. Mr. Rick Keller, everybody. Roll it! <laughs> My first guest from Harrow. Uh, he played a little bit of junior hockey, but he also was a wrestler that not too many of you may know about. Let's welcome to Hat Trick Hockey, Mr. Rick Keller. Rick, welcome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate this because... Uh... Unexpected, like I like I told my wife, I thought I was being punked when you, when you told me that you wanted to interview me, especially, especially. <laughs> no, we definitely wanted you here. So first thing I want to know is, you've always lived in Harrow, right? That's correct. Okay, and so you obviously played minor hockey there. That's correct. Yeah. What age were you when you wanted to be a goalie? Well, my dad, my dad was a goalie. My dad started playing net when he was 31 years old. So when I was growing up, you know, that was that was my only goalie coach through life was, was my dad. Because as he was learning to play, I was learning how to play. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Might as well. We're gonna be here for a bit. <laughs> so going to the old uh, the old senior league games back when they used to, to pack the arena. We're talking like 800, 800 people who would actually pay to watch men's senior league hockey in Harold. Crazy, yeah. So so going there and watching, you know, my dad and, and the Brian Leamings and the Chris Stevens, um, the goalies from, from then and you know, that's that's what got me into playing that. Someone was saying too that way back in the day, like they were like you would have to go there Sunday afternoon yeah. just to get your seat. It's for... it was funny because with my dad at like four o'clock in the afternoon, you couldn't talk to him. He sat in his chair, you couldn't talk like you had to leave him alone. Because he was getting, he was getting it, in the zone. It, yeah, it's game day, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you had to get to the arena early. You had to go and lay out your blankets and, and everything. And it was it was physical hockey. It was really, really good hockey. Uh, people still talk about it and, and compared to what we, what we play yeah. now. Oh, yeah. You know, there's nobody in there. There's no. nobody. Wow. <laughs> a girlfriend and a couple parents, and that's about it. Yeah, that's definitely about it. How, how old were you when your dad started teaching you? I started playing that when I was. Probably five, and they, and and funny thing was, the we had two goalies on our minor on our uh, house league team. The other goalie was Jeff Cantlin, oh, so him really? and I, yeah, him and I rotated, you know. And then uh, the next year, he he was playing full time. I think he was playing defensive forward, and then and that's when I started playing that all the time. Well, that had to be the two biggest goalies in the league. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jeff Green, I I grew up with Jeff. Played uh, minor hockey with him. We, we both uh, played junior a little bit together. I went and played with Bulldogs. He went and played with the 73s. And then we played men's hockey together after. And, you know, I don't see him as much right now. But, yeah, he was always uh, one of the guys. Him and his brother. His brother Dave was actually the guy who had the hands. Jeff had the cement head and physical. He can rip a puck. Dave was, was all hands. He could stick handle. He had size. Wouldn't hit. But if you would have took, taken both those two boys together, you would have had a hell of a hockey player. I, I played uh, some men's league with Jeff, and you were okay if you stood in front of the net. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the shot was nowhere near it. Yeah. <laughs> probably, honest to God, he probably had the hardest shot that I faced. 
but I never had to worry because it was zooming by my head. It was it was five feet away from the net. I never had to worry. But he had this huge windup, and, and you could have stood in the corner, and he wouldn't have hit the net. Oh, he's a great big dude. Yeah. Now, yeah. who's who's that one guy who shot and actually hit you that had you like, holy hell, that was a hard shot? Uh, excluding me, you know, on Sunday. Well, yeah, excluding so. that. Um, <laughs> The beginning of my second year with the university, we had an open skate, and this is just before the trials, and Brad Bellin came out, and I didn't know who he was, but he just came in, and he, he ripped a snapshot, of all things, and he hit me right in the mask, and I was seeing stars. And he didn't tumble. Uh, well, no, I was I was nice back then. I, <laughs> but yeah, and, and the guys were telling me, that's Brad Bellin, like, he was drafted, I think he was drafted by Chicago. But yeah, no windup or nothing, just a heavy, it was just a heavy, heavy snapshot. Little car snap, snapshot. Yeah. Right yeah. off the dome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he gave me, and he skated by and gave me the, hey, you know, oh, sorry, man, it's first shot this year. First shot, you know. <laughs> first shot this year, rocket yeah. right off your dome. Yeah. Real nice. Real nice. Now, you said you played junior too, right? You played junior yeah. and university. Where did you play at? I, my first year of of uh, junior B with the Bulldogs. I was 16, just turned 16. Played with a bunch of guys. Dave Cooper, who's a big baseball guy in Windsor, he was our coach. We had we had a, a great, talented team, but a team that you know wasn't a team. Like we weren't uh, we weren't meshing as a team. We had a lot of guys because we were affiliated with the Spitfires. We had a lot of guys coming back and forth. Uh, from the spits, and and so a lot of guys were a little upset that you know they're losing prep playing time, and but talent wise we had a we had an excellent team. The other goalie on the team uh, was Dave Gagne. He played a, a couple games up with the Red Wings. Yeah, great guy. Um, he was about three or four years older than me, and and I learned a lot from him. Uh, I played maybe maybe a dozen games. I, I got into a bunch of games that uh, you know he got yanked and I got to go in and I learned a lot. I learned a lot at the end of the game talking with Dave, things I should work on and and that was one thing that I lacked uh, playing junior B. When I when I first signed with the Bulldogs, I had this big uh, phone conversation with Dave Cooper and and he's like, you know what, Rick, you know you have and and. and this probably jinxed me big time, but he said, you've got NHL potential. You know, I'm going to work with you and, you know, we're going to, we're going to work with you through the year. You're going to have opportunities to go up uh, and practice with the Spitz because of the affiliation. So it was, it was a, it was a great time because, you know, you're thinking you're, you're moving in the right direction. Problem I had with my first year of junior B was I was six four, 150 pounds. I I had just grown. I had my my big growth spurt and my knees were shot. I would go down for uh, go down on a butterfly and I, I couldn't get up because my knees were locked. So that first year of junior B, I I had a little bit of success because uh, I got our team's first. Well, I was in net for our team's first tie. Uh, first win, and I got called up to go and back up Peter Ng when when Patrick Blonsky was oh, going cool. for going for the World Juniors. Peter awesome. Ng. Peter Ng. Peter Ng. Wow, he's that great guy. I have a great holy shit. I I have not heard that name. In oh, like you know what? A really uh, long time. 
Great guy. Didn't, didn't go to the Leafs. The Leafs, Edmonton. But man, great guy. Uh, sitting in, in the first time I walked in the Spitfire dressing room, I sit beside Paul Maurice. Oh, boy. So, and you, you notice when you walked in there, you notice that these guys are a team that, you know, wants to win. Right. Everyone's talking about, hey, we're going to Memorial Cup this year, you know, and, and it was the year before they, they had. But you're walking in the dressing room with Adam Graves there, the Shannon brothers, Kevin Kerr, Ken Hulse, uh, Paul Maurice, Peter DeBoer, uh, uh, Peter and Pat Jablonski were the goalies. So, like, that dressing room was, was stacked with, with talent. And, and it, it was, for me, it was intimidating because coming off of, of playing hockey in Harrow, to being in that environment and, and being around Tom Webster yeah, as, yeah. As, as a coach, you know, I was so intimidated. I was so, you know, it just, I'm like, I don't really belong here. You well, know, almost half that team went and played pro. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was something. Glenn Featherstone, another, oh, geez, yeah. do you know, uh, the funny thing with him was uh, he wasn't the best skater out there. And, and they, they worked on every practice, skating, just mm-hmm. always skating, skating, skating. And, and he had a great career in the NHL. Yeah. You know, and he had size, great size, good shot. Um, but you know, he picked up that skating ability with the Spitfires, and that's what they—that's what they practice with him all the yeah. time. It's just focusing on on the skating. Great. And and I had um, that year going up the Spits, and I had two different stints that I was up there. And another and another thing that probably Jason was, I, I was sitting there talking with Jimmy Rutherford, and Jimmy Rutherford's like, "Look, it's your draft year." We're going to be drafting you next year, you know, just wow. I want you to know. Uh, probably a, a practice or two later, I, I got, went down for a shot in practice, and I four knees locked up. I go over the boards, and I can, you know, it took me a bit, but to, to pop them back in. And I saw Jimmy Rutherford go over and talk to our general manager with the Bulldogs, and and why? And yeah, because I I was I, my knees were a, a wreck. Were they, were they a wreck because you grew too much, or I just so, playing so much net? Both. Oh, I okay. I grew probably two and a half inches over a summer, and you know I'm not a stand up goalie. Right. I never have been. Yeah. You know I, I go down go down on everything, and my knees were were done. I was I was done. I was uh, I remember going to school like we practice every day, but going to school in the morning and not being able to walk. Oh, you know, icing my knees every night. We had a we had a I always say he was ninety years old, but our general man or our trainer for the Bulldogs was, was a guy named Scotty, and I always thought he was like ninety years old. But yeah, he had this homemade uh, heat cream that he used to put on my knees and wrap them and. And that's how I got got through playing hockey you know, that that first year, and then that was my downfall because uh, you know I didn't get drafted. Uh, because I, of that I, incident? Well, because I was a, a liability. I wasn't. You know, you're you're gonna waste a draft pick on a guy who's injured, and I spent probably probably half the season hurt, like oh, wow. just bad deeds. Are they still like probably bad? Uh, right no, now? you know what 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 helped was. Uh, I went down to London to get my knees checked, and the, the one doctor there said, "No, you, you, it's it's because you grew, you know, and your your bone on bone right now, your cartilage is is, is damaged." He says, "You just need time away." I'm like, "Why well, can't I? Don't know, I'm, I'm playing yeah. hockey." So I finished up the season that summer. The training I did was we had a pool. I walked around the pool, 
uh, and I rode bike. I, I didn't run. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> so, and that was my training all summer. I was, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because, you know, I didn't get drafted. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to Windsor and, and food. Sure. So, went to training camp, uh, new coach, uh, Ken Knight, I think it was. Um, didn't really have a relationship with him. Didn't really talk to him a whole lot, but it was a whole, a whole uh, management turnover from the previous year. So, uh, made the team, but he had a guy, a 20 year old kid, uh, and you know what, he was, an, he was an awesome goalie, uh, that he, that played with Ken the year before, and that was his guy, and and he pretty much told me that, you know, you're gonna you're gonna back up Jim, and and whenever, you know, whenever he needs to rest, that's when you be playing. A little bit of favoritism. Yeah, and and but but he had he knew Jim Dupke. Jim, Jim Dupke was he was a great goalie. Yep. You know, and he played with him. He won a, a championship with him, and he didn't know me, so. You know, hey, I, my whole thing was I'm just going to keep working and, and I'm going to get my break and I'm going to play. Problem was, uh, I got hurt again. Uh, again, with my knees. Uh, the Spitfires brought in a guy by the name of Bill White, who was uh, another goalie. Uh, and and it, Bill was a great guy, too. Uh, and pretty much they said, look, it, you, you go play, uh, play a little bit of junior C as much as you can. Just because you're not playing enough here, go down, play junior C, play a lot, and then come back next year. And like I said, I had a chip on my shoulder. I, I came, played uh, with 73, and I maybe played four games, and that was it. I, I was done. I was done with hockey. I pretty much threw my equipment in the corner and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Because I'm, you were pissed, not because you were hurt? I were Both. Yeah, both. I was upset about... I always saw it, you know, the whole politics of hockey. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that that was the case here. But, you know, when I was a young kid, that's that's how I always took it. You know, it was the politics of hockey. And, and being hurt, I was frustrated. I was, I was pissed off. And I, I had enough. My dad was upset because, you know, I pretty much tossed my equipment in the corner and I didn't even look. Didn't look at it. You know, Saturday nights, you know, Hockey Night Canada came on. Didn't want to watch it. Okay. Just, just wanted nothing Didn't, to do with the sport. Nothing, nothing. And wow. and what brought me back was about a year and a half later. I'm in Sanford's and and Harold, the yeah. supermarket. There's a full plug for Sanford. Yeah. <laughs> and Neil Boudreaux's working there. Neil Boudreaux was a goalie for the Kings of Comets. And he said, "Hey, you know, and, and this is I think November." He says, uh, "The Canadians are looking for a goalie. You know, you should give Greg Primack a call." And I knew Greg. Uh, Great coaching and and summer hockey and and winter select teams and all in that. So called him up that night, and that night I went out to, to practice with him, with uh, with the Canadians. I signed that night and started playing. Well, the the funny thing is my my dad didn't know any of this. So one of the guys who's playing hockey with yeah, is he just playing junior C with Canadians? Whatever. No, no. My dad's in the paper, and I get this, and I get this phone call. Like, what the? F are you doing? And, you know, how do I gotta find it? Why can't you just tell me? And so, so, in a nutshell, that's uh, you know, that's that's the junior hockey I played. A couple seasons with with Canadians, and and the, the first year I was there, we had a and I, and I, I 
Like if you were to put us up against a junior B team, we would have beat a junior B team. We were we were that good. We went all year without losing. We went all through the playoffs without losing a game. Play Orangeville, and and we're up three nothing in the in the finals for all Ontario, and we shit the bed like oh, big time. Oh. We were. Yeah, the first game was close that we played against them, um, and I think it was you know, eight five. I think was the first game. The next two games we blew them out. They used three different goalies. Um, game four they just squeaked out a win. I think I played game five. We lost in overtime, and then what the other goalie on our team was Mark Mark DeGraw. Um I played. I grew up with Mark as well, playing playing summer hockey and that, and uh, uh, we just we fell apart. We were up. I think five uh, four or six four going into the third period of game seven, and, and we lost it. Wow. And that was the, the longest bus ride we ever had coming home from from Orangeville. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, uh, for my hockey career, lots of lots of ups and downs. Um, you know, and then after after playing with Canadians there, played another season. Uh, and I actually had a great time my second season. I, I played with a bunch of guys like, you know, Jason Holmes, Jason Holmes, another one of my buddies. Um, totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't see him as often as, as I'd like, but great guy. Uh, Primac was our coach again. We made it to the semifinals uh, that year of volunteer. We lost to Hanover in, in six games. But uh, same thing. It was it was uh, hard-fought battles all through the playoffs there. And then uh, the next year I went and played at, at the university. And totally different hockey because you're playing without a red line now, and and that which opened up the game, and you had a lot of players who were smaller size, but could fly, and handle the puck, and it was it was some exciting hockey to play, and you played with a lot of great like a lot of great guys. And probably the best player that I played with on that team was. A uh, guy by the name of Rod Anthony, and he probably was five five, wow. and maybe 140 pounds, but unreal, unreal hand. We we had a bunch of the university guys come back to Harrow one night, and we had like Tommy Abbott and Aaron Tate oh, and all boy. that, and it was an awesome skate, you know. And 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 we would get the ice, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, late night. Tommy Abbott was working at the arena, yeah. So he would always call up, say, it's three ice. You know, Perfect. we would go and, and a bunch of us would come out, and it was something. You know, we had the Bizarre Boys out there, and it was it was some fun hockey. Well, so you guys probably have Pit, Fire, oh, Pit Dare, Fire. all of them out oh, yes. there, right? Yeah. But yeah, paint, yeah, that's a nice crew out there. Oh, yeah. So, playing and all that, have you ever gotten a fight? Uh, You know what? I It came to where uh, a couple blows, but that was about it, and... Because I always had uh, Jason Holmes on defense, or I always had a Kevin Barrett on defense. I always had these guys, well, you know, who would step right in and and be, you know. Well, maybe too though. The uh, well, the well, other guy too, looking down the uh, ice, probably looking at you, going, you know, "This guy's an absolute monster." Yeah, but monster. you know who? It was always, uh, and it was our battles with Bob Island. Oh. And one player that that I played against a lot was Shane O'Donoghue, and uh, he was, I think, he was their captain. Played at the university as well, but yeah, he was he was a guy who would come around chirp you and, yeah. and stick you and all that. So you knew you knew whenever he was on the ice, you always kept an eye out for him. Right. Because he, but he could also score. Yeah. So you, you know you couldn't go and react at him because if he got the puck on a stick, like he was 
pretty dangerous. Very. So yeah, but he was yeah great instigator. Funny, and and then we played men's hockey together. We sit in the dressing room side by side. You know, we're having beers and laughing about you know back in the day when we played junior and 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 everything that happened. So it was that's that's the fun part of hockey. Yeah. You know, you you play your junior hockey and you're going to play men's hockey. You can sit beside a guy that you hated, like and I mean hated. You know that you just wanted to just uh just a punch in the face every time you saw it, <laughs> and uh, and then you could sit beside him and laugh and and shoot shit about it and have a couple of beers and, and that that's a great thing about hockey. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Who was your favorite goalie growing up? Oh, Mike Palmatier. Besides, I gotta say my dad, but besides that was Mike Palmatier. Totally, oh, totally, 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 totally. <laughs> totally. And totally opposite to me. Totally opposite to me. You got a little short guy, left-handed. Yeah. You know, but just, just the most exciting goalie for me to yeah. watch was him. Well, didn't Grape say he seemed more rubber than the four? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I love the goalies back in the seventies because you had a, you had a guy like Dryden, you had a guy like Perrant and Jill Gilbert, uh, Cheevers, Palmatier, and they were all different styles. Mm. It wasn't this same manufactured style that you see a lot of right now. Mm-hmm. It was all different styles, and that was so much fun to watch that. When did the butterfly come in? Like, when did Glory start doing the butterfly? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing back in Glen Hall days, because Glen Hall was, uh, I'm not saying he was a flopper, but he was he was a butterfly goalie. Same as Esposito, uh, Palmatier. Majority of the goalies were like a Dryden. They yeah. were stand up, take, you know, I remember Darren Darren Poopa just standing all yeah. the time, like never. I don't even think his pads got wet. Yeah, you know. Well, you look at and you, then you look at uh, you know the two thousands and you have a guy like J.S. Gare or and and the size of the equipment he had and, yeah. and he could have just stood there. Yeah, and, Snow. And yeah, Gar Snow. Gar Snow. Uh, Patrick Law, same thing. Yeah, but Patrick Law. He is he is one of the best, like oh for sure, for sure. Like he wasn't just big equipment; he was actually Great. yeah, for sure. Have you ever like? Can you always fire the puck for a goalie? Have you ever shot for a goal? Oh, all the time. Have you scored yet? No, never. 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 I'm, I'm a right. You had a better shot than me, <laughs> dude. We're on the same team. Here, you clear this. <laughs> you can wire the puck, man. The problem is, I'm a right-handed shot playing for. So I had to learn how to shoot left handed. Oh, okay. And I would I would shoot, you know, endless amount of pucks left handed. In warm ups. And, and I'm not a warm up goalie. I never had I always got hurt in warm up. And this is one of the things that Primac used to yell at me about was because warm ups I would maybe take one or two shots. And then I would sit there and I'd kinda hang out hang around the red line, watch the other team, you know, who am I who am I playing against? How are they shooting? And then I'd fire a lot of pucks. You know, that was my, that's how I got into a game. Were you just like stretching and... Oh, yeah, as much as I could. Yeah. But I, again, I wasn't... Don't want to hurt your knees. I, no, I wasn't a warm-up goalie. Yeah. I, yeah, my first year of B, I, uh, we, we wore those old XL7 helmets. Yeah. And twice I took one off the melon and I got like 12 stitches across my oh. forehead. Uh, by the same guy, too, one of my own defensemen in warm-up. Um, and he also hit me in the collarbone and, and cracked my collarbone in warm-ups, too. Uh, but, but again, I was never a warm-up guy. And I went through a stretch in junior, junior season. See, I'm rambling right now. No, it's all good. Everything's this, fine. this is why so, we got you here, man. <laughs> so I went through a stretch in junior C with 
and the very first shot would always go in. So Primac was, you know, just livid. You know, you know, he called me over the bench. You know, I'm sick and tired. You're not taking warm-ups. You got to take these games seriously. And every time the first shot goes in, I'm like, yeah, oh, like yeah, the game, yeah. First shot would go in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and then we you know yeah okay it went in you scoop the puck out and and then the rest of the game was fine yeah and it and it was a habit for probably about well, maybe about eight or nine games that happened so again I'm getting ready to play and Primax said no no Bialy start Andy Bialy start talking about you know so Bialy goes in plays about a minute of the, of the game and then Primax looks at me and says okay you're going in. I, I go in there and what happens? First shot goes in. So he was trying to just shake something up. You know? <laughs> I'm like, you know, just leave me alone. Yeah. You know? Wow. Goalies are quirky, right? Yeah. Well, you got to be. Yeah. You got to let people wire pucks on your face. Yeah, like. but, it, you know, it was different back in the day when you were, when you didn't have the equipment like you have today. When you had the old Cooper stuff and you got hit, you got hit. No. Man, you got hit, especially in the shores, the ribs. You know that that stung. The equipment now, man, you don't. Well, you through. feel it, but yeah, it's not yeah. like it was. So you're looking at a lot of the players who were missing teeth and, and all that, oh. and I'm like, I'd rather be a goalie. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you, you you get hit, but you know, you're not feeling it like you. Uh, you most goalies don't get hit from behind. Either, okay, right? so, so. Uh, also, that explains why I could never score on him because I never took the first shot of the game on him. <laughs> I know. I was like, if I would have known that ten years ago, ten plus years, like I played oh, against this guy. Out, boys. I was uh, I was in the league for a long time. Sunday yeah. night, and I never once played on this guy's team. Not once. <laughs> I played with him three or four mm-hmm. years together. Like not once. And I would I always say to you, too. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I would always say to you, I'm gonna get one past you tonight, Rick. I'm gonna. It never happened. Well, I put on his jersey one time. I wanted to look like Madano going down the ice. So I get the big cape yeah, flying. Big oh, yeah, but I could, I could never turn left, right? So I could always turn right. That's why I never went to the NHL. Couldn't turn, couldn't turn left. Now, now we'll like, how old were you when you said, okay, I'm going to go and be a wrestler? How old were you when that happened? Uh, after my last year playing with the Lancers, uh, so I was probably 24, 23, 24. And I had an opportunity to go over and play in the Colonial League. Uh, Terry Christensen was a coach over there. I went out the year before and they had an open, uh, an open camp and they invited, well, they didn't invite, they had 80, 80 guys show up. And out of that, that 80 guys, they took, uh, five guys and a goalie. And I was goalie that, that, oh, uh, went to the main camp. The problem was our, our coach at the university was Rick Cranker, another great guy. Um, uh, I could tell a story about him that, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell that later. <laughs> but Cranks uh, told me, he says, yeah, you can go out there, but if you go out and try out for this team, I'm not guaranteeing you a spot. And I wanted to finish university. Yeah. So I talked to Terry Christensen. He said, yeah, you know what, um, I understand, and you know, we'll invite you back next year. Actually, at the end of university, I said, you know, I packed up my equipment and I said, hey, I'm going to try wrestling. Because I, I was always a fan. I was always yeah, a fan growing up. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't do it now, at least try it. And, you know, you have the size for it. I, but when I left university, I was maybe 190 pounds. I was, because uh, I trained different then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was maybe about 190 pounds. Uh, six, excuse me, six, four. So 
uh, I took a year and, and hit the weights, and then uh, going through a wrestling magazine, I came across uh, Al Snow's gym. Cool. So Al yeah, Snow. yeah, and you know what? So I I went down to Lima, Ohio, and it was uh, it was cool, such a cool building. Uh, he had a gym up on the fifth and sixth floors of this old uh, old building, and it used to be a Masonic temple. So the ring was set up, and they had a stage, and they had a little bit of an upper balcony, and so I sat there and I watched him train a guy. I'm like, wow, I don't know. This is, this is something I, I think I want to try. So my dad, of course, he wasn't happy. So my mom, she wasn't happy at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, packed up my stuff and moved to Ohio for a year or so and, and trained there. You know, big, big adjustment, big, um, because it's a whole different mentality. Now it's not, it's not a competition. It's a, it's a performance. Right. So you have to learn the performance end of it and you have to put trust in the person you're working with for sure um or you can get hurt real bad the first i'm going to say the first two weeks of training it was every night it was doing bump after bump you know doing a flip and landing on your back um after the first day i couldn't walk i was uh my back was just just killing my heels my elbows everything i was i was beat up and then sure enough and we trained uh we trained for two hours in the morning and two hours at night and i swear i was i was hurt and uh it's just like man i I don't know if i can do this you know and and so but the other guys i trained with and i a couple guys uh one was the the blue meanie and he was a big uh, ecw guy yeah big ecw guy big he was in wwf for a little bit so that was one of my buddies down there and, and just always talking with him and, and look at let's just get through this day and then we'll see where we're at and and then during the day we would train together we would uh, work out in the ring together and, and we had quite a few matches together just because we were so familiar with each other yeah. starting out you want to uh you want to make everything look so like you're killing the guy and so what happens you pretty much Got Kill it. the guy. Yeah. yeah. So you actually do get hit in the face. And... Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> the one guy I wrestled with uh, was Nate. His name was Ray the Crippler Robert. Oh boy. Left-handed. So held me punch, and I'm waiting for the punch to come this way, and so I'm leaning one way, and all of a sudden his, his hands coming up because he's left-handed, and I caught me right in the nose. I've seen stars. My nose is kind of over here a little bit, and you roll out of the ring. And you're like, what the? You know, yeah. you know, and so, but that was back in the day when we were learning and you, you're working in front of a crowd. That was the fun part with going in there and chopping the hell out of each other, just chopping the hell out of each other, like having a handprint oh, yeah. on your, on the your chest. Slaps, oh right? yeah. In, in the welts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And, and that was, that's how we got over with the crowd because we were just chopping the hell out the of each other. The louder the better, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Woo! That's oh, how yeah. I do it nowadays, I think. And, and then um, we also had training with us was Dan Severn. Oh, yeah. And this was, Dan this, was this, yes. Wasn't he a uh, yes. yeah, yeah. He was uh, in the first or second UFC. Um, he and was I, a wrestler in Michigan, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. So he was training with us. Al was training him as well. So we would go and do shoot fights, you know, because Dan was, Dan was practicing. So, of course, he... He'd get you in the ring and he would just stretch the shit out of you, put you in holds, and, and he would tell you, "Look at, I'm training, I'm training for this big." And we didn't know what UFC was. Yeah. 
like I said, you know, we're training for this big competition and all that, so I, you know, I gotta, I gotta stretch a little bit. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah. I think they call that the rack or something. There was a certain name for that one where they stretch it with like right out. Like, like a full Nelson? No, it was like a, like a, it was like a body oh, stretch, used, right? Like where you're yeah, but he used uh, different arm bars and that. Oh, okay. And uh, well, that oh, guy man. knew everything, man. Oh yeah, Dan the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> now, and you know what? Soft spoken guy, real soft spoken, real nice. Uh, you know, and and we trained with him quite a bit, and just. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Not arrogant. Not anything. He, you know, with his credentials, I think he was. I forget what university in the state. Just came in. He was humble. Like what what we were training, he was training to. He was right. just one of the guys. Yep. And and we all knew, you know, you know what he was and, and everything like that. But he was just one of the guys around us. And this guy could actually. Edit. And that guy <laughs> could have easily destroy everybody. Easily. Oh yeah. Who was that like one guy where you walked in and was like, "Holy shit, that's like so and so." Like who was oh, that guy? Oh man, uh, first time going down to WCW. Uh, myself, Scott Moore, and a guy, um, Psycho Rick Matrix. He went with us. And so we go down. We go to the arena um, just outside of Atlanta, and it's a it's a twenty thousand seat arena. First guy that walks up to us was Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh my god. And uh, talk the same. Um, you go around and you, you give everyone a handshake. Yeah. You, you introduce. If you don't, yeah, brother. oh man, if you don't, that's so disrespectful right. not to go around and shake everybody's hand and introduce yourself. For your big family, right? Oh yeah. Oh, and um, there were some guys who um, didn't want any part of talking with you, talking with you, mingling with you. Um, like Hogan at the time had his own dressing room, so he wouldn't be out and about. Uh, Savage was there. Savage was around. Uh, Sherry Martel. Um, and as soon as she found out you were Canadian, she was right over talking, talking <laughs> oh, hockey, wow. talking oh, everything. Great. That's perfect. And yeah. and you know what? That just that made everything just kind of ease the nerves a little bit. Being able just to sit and talk to her, mm -hmm. um, just because you know she's Canadian and, and you're Canadian, she wanted to talk hockey, and and you got a bunch of Southern boys there. You know, uh, you got Big Van Vader at the time. Uh, Harley Race was there. Ric Flair was our booker. He was the one that was taking care of uh, running the shows at the time. So you've met Ric Flair? Yep. What was he like in person? Uh, great guy. He had a lot on his plate. Uh, I talked to him only for like a minute. So you talked to uh, Ric Flair? Yeah. And you know what? And <laughs> Best he, minute of your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. The nature boy. <laughs> and, and, he, and he was uh, a lot shorter than what I thought he was. Really? How yeah. tall is he? Oh, uh, man. If he's maybe six foot. I don't know. I didn't even think it was his foot. Really? Oh, but, but the aura of Rick Flair. Oh, yeah. Space know, Mountain. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was, I wanted to go up to him and just, just meet him. And I just, if I could just say, you know, hi to him, that was, that was, I was happy. That was awesome. You know, but, uh, but again, the, probably the, uh, the nicest guy was Randy Savage. You know, we went out uh, to the hotel bar after. And he, he recognized us and flagged us over to come sit at his table, you know, oh, nice. at a table with the nasty boys and that. <laughs> and, and we, and you just, again, you sit there for a second and look around and you're like, oh my God, I don't belong here. Yeah. You know, but you, you just take it all in. Yeah. You just listen to their stories and them shooting shit. And it's a totally different environment than hockey. You know, it's, it's just totally different. But yeah. again, it's, 
again, if you look at it as a team thing, they were, that was their team. That was, you know, they all had to work together to make the product better. Right. So, uh, so it was, it was cool. What so, was your uh, name in wrestling? Uh, Rick Austin was, uh, in my, my thing was I was Austin before Austin was cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't stick. Uh, but yeah, Rick Austin, that was what Al Snow gave him. Oh, okay. You know, and then I used my own uh, quite a bit as well. When you were uh, in WCW, right? Because I think, yeah, I, think WCW. I watched a match with you and your partner. I think it was against Harlem Heat. Yeah, oh yeah. I, and yeah, I got uh, Booker T, right yeah, head. like kicked your head in the, like, the fifth yeah. row. So I was watching that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but it was cool just watching, just, you know, because I knew that it was you the, and the everything. And I'm like, I know this guy. Yeah, you know what the funny thing was is I went down there the first time. Um, I had maybe trained for maybe three or four months. And so I wasn't, you know, I, I kind of lied a little bit because you're supposed to be at least a year of um, oh, training. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll go down. You know, and So I went down and, and again, it was cool. And when I came back, it was, uh, and you watched it on TV, it was like, holy, holy shit, what yeah. did I just do? That's yeah. awesome, though. Rob, do you got something else for him? Go ahead, man. Fire oh, you're trying to fire I, Yeah, to I, just, I, I just feel you're like... Wrong. Wrong. You don't want to find it. My research team uh, you don't want to shorted find me on this. No, no, no. no. Um, who was the biggest name that you ever wrestled? Uh, Al Snow, Sabu, uh, Vader. Uh, Vader, right? Vader, yeah. Vader was... Um, they were... The whole build-up for Vader was he was going to work a program with Hulk Hogan. So... They were having him destroy two guys at a time. Okay. So it was me and another guy that Vader destroyed. <laughs> oh, really? Pretty, pretty, pretty much. So they're, they're making him out, not that he needed to be, but they're making him out to be this big monster. Right. Which, which he was. The guy was, when you were walking down a hallway, like he filled the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was that. The and, and another guy, like he was another guy with this soft voice, soft spoken voice. Yeah. And uh, I remember going to, to see him before our match. And pretty much all he said is, look, I'm pretty much just going to kick the shit out of you, and, and I'm going to set you up for this powerbomb, and that's, and that's the finish. Hey, you know what? I, I think I can do that. Yeah. And, and that's all he did. And you didn't get to do anything to him? Oh, my God, no. No, 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 no. And you know what? You don't take liberties, liberties like that with anyone because then you get the boys in the back. Who would, and I've seen it happen. Where a guy tried something on on one of the name guys. Like yep. Your job is to make that guy look good. Right. That's all you're getting paid to do. Um, the one funny thing that Vader told me was, "Look, at, um, when I'm hitting you in the corner, I'm going to be hitting you. Get your arms up." Because he said there was a guy that you know another jobber that he worked with the night before that he just busted the guy's nose up because the guy just stood there taking the and it was all and he would hit you with forearms. Uh -huh. So he would come across, his forearm would come across your face. And and he told me, he says, just put your arms up. Don't be an idiot. Put your arms up. Because I'm just going to keep wailing. And if your arms are down, I don't care. Right. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Get, and as soon as I got pushed into the corner there, arms came up. And, and he was just beating away on my on, on my arm. Yeah. And I'm like, whew. <laughs> you know, and, and it was great because, uh, you know, at the end, um, Harley Race actually was his manager. And. Harley Race came over after after the match back back in Crestman and said that you know he did a good job and, you know it is what it is. Our my job was just to, to take bumps and Get make him look as yeah make him look as good as I could. But 
it also made you feel pretty good when he came over and said, oh yeah great job well especially harley race yeah that's you know that's another that old school guy from, you know an old school tough guy legitimate tough yeah. guy when uh who, who was your favorite wrestler growing up uh dynamite kid Dynamite oh, really? kid yeah. was a small guy but uh again just watching some of his old matches back in in japan there and uh I, that was always one guy I was like, he just did things differently, and he and he, he was another guy. When he hit you, he was hitting you. Like, there was nothing soft about him. I was a big fan of Piper. Oh, Piper was good, too. Just just the way he could talk, you know what I mean? Like, he could... But another another legitimate tough guy, but understood the business that, you know what, um, to make money, both guys got to go in and work and survive a match. Like, you couldn't just keep beating up beating up your guys because to make money you both got to work well together right. you both got to make each other look good and and that's where Piper was good yeah. with him and Hogan Hogan wrestled man they uh, they weren't the best of friends but they knew how to work with each other to, to draw money so it happens all the time you work with people that you don't yep. really like but you still get along because you have to yep. right? so yep. works out that way were you, were you a good guy or a bad guy or just a guy that um, got his ass kicked? <laughs> uh, most times, good guy, but I did a show in Kentucky. Um, did a show in Kentucky. I was wrestling um, a son of a Kentucky legend. Apparently, I never knew who he was. But they were doing this. His dad had passed away about a month prior, and and he was a wrestler as well. So they're doing the whole card was built around. Having a ceremony for this guy who was this old wrestler who passed away and big Kentucky legend and yeah. all this. So so anyway, you know, I was I was the heel. I was the bad guy in the match. So uh, I'm sitting there with Al and uh, they, they're doing the silent, you know, ring the bell ten times thing. Al looks at me and he goes, You know what you do? If you go out right now, don't even let him, you know, ring the bell ten times. Just go out and just start beating on him. So that's what I did. They rained about twice, and I beelined out to the ring and just started wailing away. And 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 we're we're going at it. And um, and he looked and it, like he's on the ground. The guy I'm, I'm working with, he's on the ground looking at like that was awesome. Oh, he didn't even know that. No, you were doing no, this. because you know <laughs> cool we had we had a, we had a whole different start to the match. And he says that was awesome. So uh, partway through the match, I get thrown out of the ring. Um, I saw. Uh, an old guy sitting there and right in the front row. So I grab the old guy and I stand him up because I'm going to grab his chair and, and use yeah. it as, as a weapon. Yeah. You know? So I pick the old guy up and I stood him up there and what's he doing? He falls. Oh shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't, I can't go help him up because I'm You're the bad guy. guy. <laughs> and then I look and there's, and there's crutches right there. Eh? I'm like, oh my God. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta grab a crutch. <laughs> so I, well, I grabbed his chair <laughs> and I started wailing away on him. And and we got the match going again. I guess they got this old guy back up in his chair. And, and you're looking over. And, oh yeah, I just checking, yeah, just checking sure, it out. Okay. But uh, the guy I'm working with, he's like, okay, follow me. So he throws me back out. He puts me in a headlock. He takes me over this old guy. And this old guy just wails. Oh! And the crowd, the crowd went nuts. The crowd went nuts. We, we had a we had a fun match, um, fun match. And, and but in Kentucky, it's a different mentality over there. It's uh, not guilty. It's like a way of life. There. They love it. Yeah, they man. loved it. And it's they it's hated, real to them. Yeah, they hated me. Um, 
Wrestling. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it, was. <laughs> wrestling. It, was it was a quick get in the car and let's get the hell out of this town because uh, it, it was a fun night. What uh, what would we have to do to get you to put Rob through this table here? What would we have to? <laughs> oh man, I would need, <laughs> I, would need a, yeah, I would need a lot of eight five three five right now. And we yeah. call, call an ambulance right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, what else you got, Rob? You got anything else for Did him? Did you have any serious injuries? Uh, Ooh, yes, wrestling? great question. Yes. Um. And I, I was kept doing a move off the top rope, a sunset flip. So it's uh, you set your opponent up, and you, you do a flip off the top, and, and kind of a roll, roll them up for a pin. So I slipped off the top rope, and I landed head first on the mat, and I laid there. And the guy who I was working with looked at me, and I just my eyes were glazed. I leaned over the ref, and I said, "Just tell him not to touch me." Like I, I couldn't feel half. You know, my one arm, my one leg, and I said, just, just have him go roll out of the ring or something. Just leave me. And it was like maybe thirty seconds later, you start getting tingling and cracking. Yeah. But uh, and concussion. Age so yeah, yeah. taking bumps all the time. A couple of cockies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? Here I, and there. Yeah, I get them. I get them all the time. If I if I get hit hard in the head, man. Uh oh. Uh, Nope. Well, that's very unprofessional. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what? I got to I shut off. <laughs> we told him that at the beginning of this interview. Yeah. Was there like any any like certain move that like made you nervous doing? Like whether it be whether it be on you or doing to somebody? What's that uh, one? Pile move? driver. Pile driver is always a. Uh, you had to put so much trust in the guy you're working with. Well, that's your spine Doing, getting yeah. jammed in. Well, look at skull, Austin. Right? Austin broke his yeah. neck, right, with yeah. Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah, and like I got, I got uh, about eight stitches across here. Yeah. I did a match with Sabu. Oh. And he did a leg drop. He put a chair underneath his leg and did a leg drop, but the chair was spun the other or uh, flipped Didn't over the other way. Side? No. Yeah. So he cut me open there. And, and and after he did it, he's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm shit, sorry. sorry <laughs> and I was just bleeding all over the place. And it looks cool. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, and, 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 Blood everywhere. Yeah, it looked cool. Catch up. It looked <laughs> cool, but yeah. It, uh, oh, and you I really got fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And I think I had a rookie guy stitching me up because it just, it's just a mess. It's just this cross. My my boys pointed out all the time. Like, What's that, Dad? I'm like, yeah, it's, that's my it's Sab from you my Sabu scar. You say that's from the wrestling. Yeah, it's my Sabu scar. What was the uh, shittiest place you ever wrestled? Uh, I hate to say Wallaceburg, uh, but yeah, Wallaceburg. Uh, <laughs> we um we did a show in Wallaceburg, and the guy told us yes, he sold all the tickets, and you know, and he was a fellow wrestler. And I, I could probably tell a story about him. Um, as long as it doesn't get back to him. Oh, we won't tell but, anybody. Uh, yeah, we yeah. won't tell anybody. Um, Guys, don't tell. <laughs> but uh, he was a big guy. Uh, probably close to 400 pounds. Um, when we were living in Ohio, he would come down on weekends. And, of course, we had our fridge. And he would go in and just start scooping everybody food. So... There was a Saturday show that we were doing in Dayton, 
and we made an Xbox Live. Oh, oh. Yes. so right, karma. We yeah, had we had oh. two bands going down I seventy five towards uh, towards Dayton, and all of a sudden you see the first band pulling over, and you see this guy running out into the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull him behind, and everyone's <laughs> roaring because <laughs> everyone knows what's going on. Because the poop fight. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So. After about, well, we probably stopped about five times on the way to Dayton, like on the on the side of I seventy five. When we got to the arena, um, he's just like, you know what, man, I gotta go poo, but I got nothing left, you know. And 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 we did a match, yes. And we did a match, and and he was in a battle royal, and he excused himself from the, like he just pretty much eliminated himself. Hopped over the top rope, yeah, threw himself out of the ring. Hopefully, so, he didn't have a brown bomb on the way down. Yeah, so you know what? I don't know if he ever knew what happened. I don't, and I wasn't going to be the one to tell him. But <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's something. Oh, uh, that was something that uh, a lot of us kept, you know, between us yeah, for yeah. a long time. Wrestling secret. Yes. Well, yeah, you yes. don't want that guy getting pissed off at you. No, no. Do you have anything else, Rob? Or are you? Uh... Yep. Where was the best place you wrestled? Ooh. Uh, best place, um, actually down in Atlanta there because it, and you know what, actually Kentucky was was fun because they were so into it. And even when we did shows here in LaSalle and and Windsor, um, such great crowds, right? Who got right into it. Um, but yeah, when you go down to Kentucky, uh, when you go down to Florida, uh, anywhere in Ohio, like you get just your hardcore guys, and that's all they want to see is, you know, guys get. Uh, <laughs> well, these are the guys that are making those backyard videos. Oh yeah, yeah. with the bungee cord, fucking ropes, jumping off your house. Yeah, and see, <laughs> yeah. That's, see, we were at a time when ECW was just getting, just growing. So we had Paul Heyman down for a show. Um, and we brought Taz down and McFoley, and oh, and we did you. a we did a kind of a it was it was Sabu show, so we did kind of a, a hardcore show, and and I worked with my my buddy uh, Ray the Crippler Roberts again. We worked a lot, and we did all sorts of different spots like uh, throwing each other into chairs. Uh, he wanted we climbed up um, uh, the stands. He wanted me to throw him down to roll downstairs and. Um, just all sorts of chairs and all sorts of everything. Anything that you can find. Yeah, yeah. TLC. Yeah, it was, uh, but that was how it was because the, the whole business was changing. Yeah. You know, you were getting into more hardcore stuff and, and you either had to adapt that way and be a little bit more edgier with your, with your matches. I, I, I stopped watching wrestling when the uh, McMahons took over. It, it just seemed to be all about them. Like, I, I love the. The Pipers and the, yeah, and the, yeah. the uh, what was the uh, one guy he just throw the uh, the frisbees out with the pole. Andy Poffel, leaping Andy Poffel. Yeah. What a great guy! Love love watching him wrestle. That guy was a stud too. Yep. You know, like great great wrestler. Always lost, but yeah. always read that one. <laughs> well, that's that's pole. Randy, Savage's, that yeah, Randy yeah. Savage's brother. Oh, is it? Yep. I didn't know that. No yeah. shit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Holy hell! I didn't know that. Fire away, bro. You're on a roll right now. Well, like, Buzzing. like, like, like I, 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 honestly, I, I remember, I remember one time, uh, my mom loved wrestling. My brother, you know, they love wrestling. So they said, can you bring me over to, uh, to Joe? Oh, oh, check that out. And it was when Angle was a bad guy, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting in a crowd 
and I, I don't want to be there, but I had to drive them over. They don't they don't want to drive to the state, so I said, I'll drive you over and we'll see that. And I'm just I'm just standing there with my day. I'm like, angle, angle. Well, I get pop whipped at me, popcorn dumped on top of me. I'm like, holy shit, it's just wrestling. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they're so angry. So so many hardcore fans out there. Yeah, it was when he went bad guy, because remember he came out as the yep. the uh Gold medal winner for wrestling. Oh, it's and, true. It's oh, yeah. damn true. Oh, it was unreal. I'm like, oh, and, it, and it's so different when you do the local shows because the only people that come are hardcore fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and they want to see a certain style of wrestling, and you've got to give it to them. Have you watched any, like, nowadays or no? Oh, yeah. I still do. Uh, do my boys let me watch it? Uh, not really. <laughs> How old are your boys? Uh, six and three. And they're not wrestling? They are. No, well, my oldest is. Starting to get He's into it. Big time. He'll, his brother. he'll yeah. sit there and watch with dad. Um, I'm trying to get him to watch hockey, but they all trucks and cranes and crack. Well, you got lots of that, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> so that is their thing. I think I seen a photo the other day that you had online where on you were like, yeah, other. You were, where you were like, oh, well, yeah. kids Four have this or that in their driveway. Forklift and a crane. Yeah. And I, the amount of times I'm like, hey, come on, let's grab a baseball bat and you know, hit the ball around. Let's get the, you know, play a little hockey. Yeah. No, no, I don't want it, Dad. I don't want it. Like, oh, I can yeah. move this. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. you know, anyway, it's every day. Let's go drive a forklift. Oh, that's come awesome. It's not so bad either that they want to use all the, like, heavy equipment. Oh, make, I know. Make I know. some cash when they're older. Yeah, I, I hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Well, before we wrap this up, I got one more hockey question just to get us back to hockey. Shoot it. What was the best game you ever played in? Uh, that's a tough one because... Or best two. Like, what, what, what stands um, out the most? You know what? I remember playing at the university. Um, we The first half of the season, we started off real bad. I, and, I, and I think we might have won one game the first half. And then uh christmas time on i, I played in a we played in a, a, a guelph tournament guelph had the team um they were the best team in the league but um, we ended up i think we tied guelph and then we kind of went on a roll uh, but my the best game i played uh we beat western i think four two but they they outplayed us but it was it was that game against western that kind of really started our role and we ended up uh, the second half of the season, you know, winning seven games in a row. And going into the playoffs, we played Western first round. We beat them, but then we lost to Guelph. And Guelph ended up winning, uh, I think, uh, whatever our conference was. But they were they were the team. Just got on a heater. And oh yeah, we we got going. But like our university team was, you know, Jeff Gardner, Pete DeBoer. Um, uh, like Pete DeBoer was, was a fun player to watch, and, and Rod Anthony, you put those three together, you know, they were scoring a lot of goals. DeBoer playing in the NHL? No, he's, he's coaching. I was just going to oh, say, okay. are we talking the coach? Name, yes. Pete DeBoer? Okay. okay. Well, I, yeah, he played uh, He played a season at the, at the U, and again, great, uh, great player, great smart player. You can just tell his hockey sense, and, and knowing exactly you know, if he's carrying the puck, he's no head down. His head's looking all around. And he played with Jeff Gardner, who I think, Tilbury, Tilbury kid, 
Um, I think uh, was drafted by Tampa Bay at one time. But again, another smart hockey player that that uh, DeBoer would just be. And Gardner had a great shot, great hands, and then you had Rod Anthony. Um, again, small guy, but can handle the puck. And we had a fun team. Um, the other goalie we had was was Steve Thorpe, uh, great guy. Um, lots of fun with him. We got along great, and you know because usually goalies are kind of uh, you know you, you're competing for one spot, uh, and, it, and it's hard. It's a lot. A lot of times is uh, you know you know goalie would not upset at each other, but hey man, I want to I want to play. I don't want you to play. I want right, I want to play. You're fighting for a job. Yeah. There, there's only one so, slot when you when you're in that. So, but him and I were we were big fans of each other. Whenever he was playing, I, awesome. I was a fan of him. And same was when I was playing. Like when we got on a roll there, um, Thorpey was the first one to come over and, and congratulate me, you know, all the time. And it was the same way. It was it was just great. And we had a it's great like a brotherhood, right? great relationship, yeah. you know. And uh, but we had it. We, that university team. We had a great great uh, group of guys. Yeah, we still because of Facebook, we still. You know, talk amongst each other, you know, and, and we've been to a couple uh, uh, alumni events and things like that. It's always great to catch up. There's a lot of stories there, you know, going to Cobo Joe's on a Thursday night or, oh boy. or you know, going uh, late Our night. Coach. Yeah, yeah, late night over the to boys the boys getting Mexican together. Village. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know, but uh, lots of great stories there. Um, and same thing. Same thing with Cranks and Coach. Was there any uh, ever. Uh, Awesome prank you ever seen. Yeah, give us the best on. prank on the road that you that that you've uh, seen. You know, I, I when I was playing with Bell River, um, we were coming back. Like we had battles. We, we always met up with New Hamburg in the playoffs, and we had some battles with them. New Hamburg, uh, another small town. They would pack this little arena, and guys would hang off the glass and chirp you all game. Um, we were coming back. Uh, John Archer was one of our tough guys. Nice, nice guy, but he got kicked out. Um, he started a fall. They started a fight with him in the crowd. The OPP got called in. Um, so anyway, so we get escorted out uh, by OPP, and it was a long drive home, and everyone's kind of just amped up. A couple guys start wrestling, you know, this guy rips off this guy's underwear, and it just kind of <laughs> snowballed all the way, and we're all sitting there, we got our underwear tied around our head, and we're looking around to say, who's left? And I forget the guy from Coach from the cable, comp cable TV company was sitting in the front seat. Oh, boy. And you saw his head, you know, dip, dip, dip <laughs> down lower. behind the seat. And I remember someone yelled out, hit the cable guy! And all of a sudden, his head's banging off the, the ceiling of the bus. And and he never came on the road with us again. And we went into, you know, McDonald's with our underwear tied around our head. And we we, we just, we were a great bunch of guys yeah, together. Just out of fun. Yeah. Like yeah. Ball team. Oh, yeah. Holy but, girl. you know, bus rides were always great. That's when you kind of built, uh, you know, you know, morale. Yes. Yeah. Sitting with guys on on the bus and talking. That that was your family for for pretty much the whole season. These are the guys you hung around with. That's how you get to know them. Right? Yeah. And yeah. and such uh you know playing with Bell River it was such such great uh, group of guys. The university was like that. The only the only time was uh, I didn't feel that way was when I played with, with the Bulldogs just because we had a lot of guys. Who were upset that they weren't playing junior A? That you know they were drafted 
they were sent down by by the Spits to come and play Junior B, and they didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, so they got that like yeah. shitty attitude. So it of. wasn't uh, they were talented, but they just they didn't want to play Junior B. They wanted to be up with Spits. Right. So. Well, I remember the first time I met you. So <laughs> it was uh, in Amherstburg Men's League. Oh boy. And I'm all excited. I'm pumped. I'm going to play hockey. And it's been the first time in like eight years I'm going to play hockey. I got new skates, new gloves, new stick. I take my bag, I put it behind the car, I forgot my hockey stick. I run in the garage, grab the hockey stick, jam it in the car, close the door, jump in, run over my fucking hockey bag. <laughs> like, I mean, right under my car, comes out the front, I'm like, what the fuck? And I just keep giving it gas, run it over, grab it, throw it in the, in the trunk, go to hockey. I walk in, it's got rocks and dust and shit all over it, I drop it on the ground, and uh, I can't remember who on the team said, what the fuck happened to your bag? And I'm like, I ran it over. And they're like, who knew a horse and buggy would do that much damage? Because <laughs> they always tease me about being Amish, right? And they start calling me Ezekiel. I'm like, I remember that. But such good times. Good like, times. Uh, even now, even now, playing men's hockey yep. is, is, and that's, that's where I don't get guys that just stop playing, you know. Like, I had to. My ankles were yeah. just too bad. Couldn't do it anymore. Oh man, I just uh, most of the time it's just sitting in the dressing room. Shooting yeah, shit. and that's what that's mm -hmm. what I love doing. Just yep. sitting thinking softball, right? Yeah, exactly. Sit, sit, I go more for the beers the game, and beers, yeah. I, I'd much rather just go hang out with the guys for an hour. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, sit in someone's garage or something. right, and just and just talk with the guys about yeah, whatever. Just shoot the shit. Yeah, because you know I, I have a team of my brothers on it. We put a, a softball team together, and we don't have any assholes on our team. Like. Guys that, you know, they don't think that on the shit. Yeah. It's just a bunch of guys that you can go and hang out with any single one of them and still have a great Get together day. and play. Yeah. You should see yeah. the drink that these guys make in the, oh, the jungle cooler. juice. Oh, the jungle juice. They're, we're, well, the, like, one day I'm at the park, you guys are, come here, come here. <laughs> I go over there, man. I fill up a cup of this. I took a sip. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, what are these guys <laughs> drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is great. You know, <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Just you know, hanging out with the boys and having some drinks and just clowning around. That's yeah. what we do. That's what guys yeah, do. Just tell it's... a bullshit story. Right? Well, you know what? And, and like, still playing Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Most of the guys that I play with, they you know, when I was playing junior, they weren't even born yet. Yeah. So so to listen to. To listen to their stories about what they did the night before. Playing Fortnite. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I just sit there and, and, of course, they look over at me because, you know, I'm the old guy on yeah. the team. And, you know, like, hey, what did you do last night? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, and I just look, yeah, you know what, 10 o'clock Saturday night, I was probably on the couch getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, I was out at the I bar. I'm not going to lie. 8 o'clock rolls around, they're like, Oh, yep. I've heard some stories I'm, in those rooms on Sunday nights too. It's like, oh, you guys are some great nuts. stories. Nuts. <laughs> Completely nuts. You got anything else, Rob? All right, Rick. Oh, honestly, man, this has been pleasure. fantastic. Wow. Been like we're over an hour right now. All right. That's yeah, awesome. we're over an hour, man. This has been awesome. It was fun, you know. Like I said, it, it's been uh, since I played junior, like thirty-five years. Wow. Thirty years. So. You know, a lot of things that uh, you forget. Um, you remembered a lot. Uh, Once you get rolling, man, yeah, it's still. That's all it takes. 
there's still so many other things. Well, we can, we yeah, well, we can back. always get you back. Maybe one day. Yeah, I'd have to clear a couple things first. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever, man. Honestly, you you are welcome back here anytime. We'll definitely have you on again, get you uh, in here for some more stories, and uh, just, like, thank as you, As long man. as I get some swag out of it. Yeah, yeah. we'll all I'll hook you up with something. Don't worry, okay? All right, Rick. No, it's my, my pleasure, guys. This, this was awesome. I, you know, I hope you guys have great success with this, and I, you know, because really it is, it's, it is, yeah, it's awesome, you. especially local guys talking with local local hockey. Players. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying yeah. to take care of all the locals. You know, so just make stars. sure, make sure you get Derek Marinade on. Because, I uh, uh, I was actually talking to him at work today because Derek is also really big in girls hockey and Harrow. He's a coach. Oh, awesome. He's a coach, but he also played, but he also played uh, junior B as well. So yes. he'd be good for that aspect of it as well. So Derek, because we are going to get you on. His jersey's probably hanging up in the Arena right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's yes. was. Well, he was Tommy here too. Yeah, Tommy Gomes is another one yep. too that we want on here Total as well. Total B. Both of those guys are awesome, man. Yeah. Derek's. I talk to him every day at work. Total B. Awesome. Great guy. Love him. But all right, so Rick, thanks, thanks for coming, I appreciate man. Appreciate it, guys. No, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Hey, have you ever tried the McGregor Columbia Club? Not yet. Did you know the McGregor Columbia Club has two rooms to accommodate gatherings from small birthday parties to corporate meetings to large weddings and even banquet events? Really? Now, how many does that place seat? It seats over three hundred people. They also have an in-house decorator, rental items to work within your budget. Their main spacious hall is ideal for maintaining distance between attendees. Well, what's the food like? Well, they specialize in roasted chicken, but also have a full menu offering your favorite dishes. Really? Can you do fundraisers there? They have fundraising opportunities for charities with their fish fry, pasta, or steak dinners, and other events. Come on, now what about breakfast? Well, they have an amazing breakfast. It starts at 8.30 on Sunday, and it ends at noon, offering your full breakfast menu. Don't they have a cornhole league there, too? Ooh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I play in it. It's uh, just getting ready to go. They're just waiting for the okay. Can you find them online? Yep. You can check their menus and events out at McGregorColumbiaClub.com or check them out on the Facebook. And there it is, folks. Mr. Rick Keller. What an interview that was. Me being a huge wrestling fan that I am, I was geeking out the whole time. I don't know about you. Uh, I loved all the hockey stars. Not much of a wrestling fan. But what, a, what a total view. Yeah, he was great. So we have a new sponsor. Yeah, Clarence Sun. Clarence Sun, uh, 25-year anniversary. Uh, these guys really know how to get it done, you know. Like, uh, you want your roof done? Yeah, they're good. He's been, this crew has been, honestly, I see stuff on them everywhere, and I have not seen one bad thing about these guys. No, no complaints, no nothing. They're always quality work. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen some of the stuff that they've done too, and they're they're, uh, a bunch of stand-up guys, so anybody, if you need your roof done, please contact those guys, because there is nobody better than those guys. Also, moving on here real quick, did you see... That the NHL for the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's not. It's going to be live, but it's not going to be live. You're going to be back five seconds. Do you know why they did that? Swearing. Yep. And what did I say? I was saying that they should sell some sort of thing to, where you can have it to where it's live feed. Yeah, that would be awesome. Everybody want to hear that, you know. Like, I think it would be great. Great for hockey. Great for the fans. It'd be awesome because you would, you would hear loud and clear what they say because 
the mics would be on right behind the net, right? So you would hear everything. Especially a sonk. Oh, yeah. Sonk daddies out there would be, uh, would be loving it. Yeah, these playoffs are going to be great. Looking forward to it. We're starting up in just over about a week. Can't wait, Rob. This is my favorite time of year, buddy. I'm so pumped. Yeah, so next week's episode is going to be great. We have an awesome interview. I won't say yet. I'll, well, you know, we'll just we'll leave everybody sitting, like, hanging for a little bit. What do you think? Keep more and more. That's right. All right, boys and girls, <laughs> I should say. This is Ant and Rob signing off. Until next week, we'll see you then. Peace.